I would not punish Bruno for being part of this misfit that is Manchester United that he he was part of last Easy season, and he was doing misfit. he was doing <laughs> he was doing bits, <laughs> even though he you can argue that he was hampered by his team. No, but here's the but difference. suddenly no, 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 because no. it's a red ah, devil ah, ah. now he, he warrants inclusion in the best eleven. Here's the difference. I've been here many times before, and I've never been defeated, and still. I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Up Front podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. Welcome yet again to Tour Front. My name is Jay Chuck. Mario Palatelli is back in the Italian fold. Mancini brought him back, seemingly with an idea for a push towards the World Cup. I know Mario Palatelli is one of your favorite players of all time. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. I didn't catch one of the story. Yep. And Palatelli is back. Was he not the, playing in the in first the division? Italy fold. I don't even know where he dragged him, him from. Him and Boateng had played for some other team. Just oh, yeah, Bellasconi's team in the in the, in the the Italian Sierra B. Bellasconi uh, trying to make another push into Sierra A. So if, if Italy still need to play like one more round of qualifiers to get into the World Cup, do you want to bring Balotelli into the fold? He's going to mess everything up for the guy. Why always him, Chuck? Why always him? Yeah. Anyway, moving away from Balotelli, let's get into the action from the weekend, starting with UFC 270. We had a co-headlining main act. Um, you watched the action on the weekend. What did you make of it? It was, I mean, with one of the fights, it was a trilogy uh, in part three. And it was, I'd say for me, the least exciting because in the first fight, that was like one of the early contenders. In fact, no, a late contender for fight of the year. They fought 2019 towards the end of the year. Uh, that is Figueredo and Moreno. It was like part of the year because uh, uh, Figueredo was was laying it on him in the first half, and then Moreno came on strong in the second half, and was it was a draw, right? Yeah. Uh, Figueredo maintained his belt. In the second fight, Moreno chokes him out. He puts him away, and it's like, wow, this is great. And you have Moreno in the, in the ascendancy, so so to speak. And then Moreno, uh, Figueredo wants revenge. So for it to go to points, I mean. It was still exciting because he got knocked down twice. Um, showed with the, the old box for so it still has a, a bit of power in him. But in terms of what was uh, done before, uh, not that exciting. But that's how the fight game goes sometimes. You predict that it's going to be fireworks and it doesn't happen sometimes. Um, but all in all, man, it was a great watch. Um, it was worth me waking up. Um, <laughs> cause yes, because American early, times. Early. Um, what, did you, what did you make of it? So that first fight... Mm. Um, at the end of the fight, to begin with, Figueroa maintains that they're going to have a fourth fight, which is something that's never happened in the UFC, mm-hmm. right? And I suppose he's, he, he has to say that because you know Assassin Baby is going to want another shot at regaining those titles. So do I want to see it? Yes. I don't usually want to see a fourth fight between um, two competitors because it's been done, like we've seen it. In this fight, um, you would have thought that... Um, Assassin Baby was the favorite, mm. right? Coming into coming into into this one, but then you saw Figueroa working at the legs, and he kept on kicking at him, and the movement was still okay. 
except for towards the latter rounds, you could start seeing then there was there was change in how he was moving, and you then also heard from 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 the corner of Figueroa that he should not just go in for the kill because you could see him, you could see. He he could see that his prey was hurt, it was wounded, and he could smell blood in the waters, and he wanted to go in for that kill. And the thing about Figueroa is you want to respect his power, yeah. and 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 that's that's his main calling card. And you saw that in the third round, he, he he put his opponent down on the mat and he shook him, and again I think in the fourth, if not the fifth. And at that point, you think to yourself that he's probably got this in the bag. And that that fifth round was was, was exciting. Mm-hmm. The last ten seconds, those guys were oh, just slugging crazy. at each other, just going at it, and that's what you want to see, you know. So it was it was satisfactory. And then in terms of um, Gane versus versus um, Ngonu, mm. that was shock. <laughs> shock of the world because yeah. when coming into this fight you know Francis totally is 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 the most dangerous man in the world that's that's how he's built and the reason for that is because he then has lightning in his fist um as as the commentators were describing it that when he touches you it feels as if lightning is coursing through your body right mm-hmm. and this was the expectation and when when he goes up against Gane, who is a a heavyweight but who's fleet-footed um he's light on his feet and he's more technical in his fighting you're thinking to yourself that okay this might be the point where the train stops with francis and because if he can if he can't land one of those power shots then the question is what then does he have and boy did the champion answer mm. what he showed us that suddenly He's a wrestler. He's got Usman in his in his corner who is famed for his for for his wrestling. And I wondered to myself that is it was that part of um what what transpired that we saw on the weekend that was it part of inspiration from 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 his Nigerian counterpart. Mm. But whatever the the case may be, I loved what I saw from Francis because you know the the later the 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 the, the fight goes in, into the latter rounds he's not going to hurt you as much because when he tires, when he gets a little more fatigued, the power is not quite what it is, which is what we saw in Mike Tyson's career as well as knocking guys mm. out in the first first round, first three rounds. The the latter you go into the fight with a an opponent like that, the better you feel about coming in as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what Gunner would have thought. That would have been the game plan. And he did it. You know, he, he, he maintained distance from those fists, but then... Francis takes him down with a power move. He slams him, slams him on onto the mat. First picking, time it's picking him up like he's a lightweight or something. Dude, the power that came through there. That was quick hands. Were man. you shocked? Were you were you, were you were you surprised? Were you shocked? Or did you anticipate that we might see something different from Francis? I was actually surprised. Um, I've I've not seen Francis wrestle anyone. I've seen like maybe five pri- fights prior. I've not seen him wrestle anyone. Yeah. And it is true that if he does not knock you out within the first two rounds, you see him huffing and puffing, and he's really on, 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 on his feet. So, but the thing about these fights, Jane, that was interesting as well. And I think for me, um, I don't know about a fourth fight between Ufigueroa and and Moreno because. I felt I felt they happened all too quick. I think the first fight was in late 2019. We're yeah. in the beginning of 2022. They've had three fights already. I mean, I feel it feels a bit too soon. But it's the storylines that push these fights because what you have with um, crossing over to Ungano and Gane uh, is that Francis's former coach is the one who's training Ungano right now, and that they had a partnership before. They're they're, they're falling out, and but before then, there's this footage of Ungano and Gane sparring, and in that footage that was released by uh, Gane's camp, apparently. Um, Ngan will tell you that it was it was doctored or they chose specific parts to to show to you. Ngane was touching Ngan Ngano all up like 
elbows, kicks, all these things. He was doing whatever he wanted to 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 Ngannou. To the champ, yeah. But the champ was saying, "There's some part of the footage that they're not showing you where I knocked the guy out, you know." And so there's there's a developing story. There's beef between the coaches. There's um, last year in one of the fights, um, one of the one of the fighters from from Ngannou's previous camp had just fought, and you had Gane there, the coach there, congratulating the guy there. And I think it was set up. I don't know, but. Here comes Francis Ngannou in the hallway and all of a sudden here these guys are with the coach and stuff like that and just walks past him. Does not greet anyone, does not mention anyone and they're like, oh, do we have beef with this guy all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Um, and then from there, there's a developing storyline. But the two guys were, were, were cordial and they were just there for the fight. But then Jay, with, with all of that happening, right? Um, Ngannou got 600K from the fight, um, which I think is a hefty sum. Um, I think it's... it's it's $600,000 from a, a night, what? 20 25 minutes of work is is a good sound yes from someone who usually gets it done within five minutes yeah. you know what i mean um that's his rate six hundred thousand per five minutes kind of thing he believes that's not enough for him as a fighter and so the question is jay how much would you say how much would you say is a fair price for your health um because when you look at the guys who were fighting for the belt marina got about in the region of 150k figurator got about 200k Cyril Gunn got about 500k. But in contrast, Jay, you and I well know that Jake Paul is making money on the flip side. $60 million last year. And he's playing, he's, he's, he's in the sport of boxing of which people don't take him seriously, but he's made that kind of money. And so with the story developing and how things are going now, Ngannou wants to renego- renegotiate his contract to get more money out of the fights. And two, he would like the opportunity to be able to fight Tyson Fury because Fury has been baiting him on Twitter saying, dude, come make some real money over here. And... The reason why we are here with this story is that it might seem that the UFC might lose their champion because this is his last fight under his contract. And because he's a champion, I think it runs all the way till the end of the year. And he can choose not to fight between now and the end of the year because his, his fight is done. But the length of the contract is until the end of the year. And he could walk away from the UFC. And that's all because of a pay dispute and rather because he doesn't quite feel valued as an asset for the UFC. Yeah. So, uh, Jay, let me just give you a breakdown in terms of how much money is actually in the UFC so that we can answer the question, how much money or rather what's fair for your, for your health, right? So, um, as, as a base salary, what you get in the UFC is 20K per fight, right? Mm-hmm. Win, lose, or draw for, your, for appearing and being part of the contest, you get 20K for the fight. Where you get your incentives or where you can add up to that money is if you win either performance of the night or fights of the night. That's when you get a prize money of 50K so that you can walk away with about at least 70 if you get one of those, right? So now base K is 20K, right? But if your name becomes bigger or you're more popular or you start going on a, on a, on a winning run, then you can renegotiate. You're somewhat of a free agent. So you can come in with a 20K um, per, per fight. And after having maybe have uh, a couple of fights of the night performances, knocking people out and your name gains traction, you can negotiate to maybe 50, 100K per fight. And that's when you get your fight bonus, right? But since then, Jay, people like Nganu are looking at the fact that he's got a contract where he's earning 600K per fight. McGregor earns easily 3 million per fight. That's what, that was his first fight against Khabib. 3 million, right? But because Connor is that famous, he gets a share of the pay-per-view money as well. So in the end, after getting that three million, that that pales in comparison to what he walked away with at the end of the night. He got close to fifty million for fighting. Now Ngannou's not even touching the one million rand mark. John Jones was 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 compared was, was complaining as well. I mean, I think a year ago he was getting about two point something a fight, and he's still complaining, right? And there are p- fighters who are getting as little as twenty k per fight, and then the contrast is Jake Paul made forty million. 
What would you say is fair, Jay, for your health? What is fair in any market, Chuck, is whatever someone is willing to pay you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, with the UFC, right, what is happening with the UFC, which you can circumvent with, with, with boxing, is that the UFC is a company. These guys, with the contracts that they have with the UFC, they're employees. Mm. And this is the rate. This is the going rate for for you coming in and doing the work for which you have been contracted to do. And they sign on to on, on, onto those in, onto those contracts knowing that the UFC are also a monopoly. Mm. There isn't another there isn't another um, MMA company at, 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 at that level that which you can then say, I'm gonna go negotiate with these guys. If you guys don't wanna pay me this much, then I'm gonna go over there. This is what this is what a free market is. Mm. That if in any situation whereby you feel as if you are not um, compensated enough over here, then cool, I'm gonna go to your right to the rival brand and I'm going to negotiate a new contract and maybe get a better deal. But you don't have that option. Mm. So you go to the UFC, they offer what they offer and you take what they offer. Because the thing is with these guys, right, is we have seen, there are, I mean, if, you, if, you've, if you've watched um, uh, Fight Club, mm-hmm. Fight Club is, is a movie based on, on things that happen in real life. We've seen videos on YouTube, guys fighting in, 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 in backyard somewhere and they've got these underground organizations where you, you guys just want to pull up and, 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 and beat each other up mm-hmm. and they would be willing to do it for whatever it is that is the prize money in in that situation so when you then let's say it's it's, it's three thousand dollars at the high end of, of of those underground um organizations then when you get into the ufc and you offer 20k that's immediately what seven ten times more than what you were getting mm-hmm. the problem comes when you are contrasting it to boxing mm. right so what what when you if if I am an MMA fighter and I'm looking at what uh, Jake Paul is 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 making, obviously I'm jealous of that. But the, what 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 Jake Paul is doing, he's just building on what we've we've already seen Mayweather do. Mm. Because when you are when you are when you when you are managed by an organization as well, there is a cap as to how much you can make because they are going to give you a certain percentage or they're going to pay you whatever 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 prize money they they deem is is worth you getting for a particular night mm-hmm. whereas mayweather recognized that i want to cut out the middleman there is money in boxing um i want to yep. be the guy who gets the pay-per-view money i want to be the guy who gets um the, the the ticket money as well so do away with all these people um build the money team and i am i'm i'm, I'm not only the face of this company i'm also the boss of this company Mm -hmm. and what mayweather did whereas for example in the past you may have someone like mike tyson who is box office because he's electric any given moment he's gonna knock a guy out mayweather was not that guy Mm -hmm. he was he he is the savant of boxing like the defensive brilliance that he put on display is what got him to an unbeaten record and it's not a style which you would associate with being exciting but the thing is the way that mayweather marketed himself and marketed those fights there was intrigue he also then became the guy who you wanted to see someone come in and beat him up because I was about to say that, Jay, he he's got a villain. big mouth he's got he became the villain and he's got the unbeaten record that you want to see someone eventually do yeah. it yeah so jay it's, it's interesting that you say that because you have ukanelo who walked away from golden boy Produ- productions because he had a dispute with u de la, hoya. de la hoya because he was saying what he 
I'm getting a certain percentage for fights and that's okay unless it's a big name. If it's a big name, I like to renegotiate because the numbers are bigger. I like mm-hmm. to get a bigger, bigger piece of the pie. And I think along the way, some of that broke down and now he's a free agent himself. But what people don't quite understand about what's happening with the UFC, Jay, is that Dana White uses a lot of that money, a lot, in comparison to what he gets, some of the money, not a lot, to actually take care of the fighters. Because if you were to break your leg during competition or whatever, UFC pays. There's mm-hmm. nothing from your pocket. Yeah, sure. um, if you're doing COVID tests or COVID treatment, UFC pays. That's why they were one of the first um, organizations to get back into sports because they were pushing the envelope in terms of what is safe, what Check, can we host, uh, what can we do. I'm going to cut in there and say yeah. what what that is. Those incentives yeah. are exactly what he would have the fighters believe is in their best interest so that they can continue on with mm-hmm. him. This is, this is the playbook of every company True. that, well... If you remain here, this is this is what we do over here. This is how we take care of you. And it's like, okay, that's cool or no, but give me my money, I'll take care of myself. Mm, like, mm, you mm. don't have to do this for me. Um, the, if I don't know how to do it myself, I can hire someone who can do this for me. What, what you point out with the performance uh, bonuses, fight, fight of the night or performance of the night, those are things that are built into, I mean, how many fights are on that card in any given night? But only yeah. one guy three guys like if yeah. within a fight those two guys are going to get that amount and if you are the performer of the night there's been like what 10 10 12 14 guys who have been fighting that particular night but only one of them is going to get that bonus all these other matches people were watching those matches as well um it, it's built into they paid to watch uh, those matches as well but you are not it's a red race now so now mm. you are competing against these other guys for that last piece of the pie that man if i if if i win and i am also then the performer of the night i'm going to get this much when 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 you consider for example what connor did right mm. and this is why i say it's whatever is on 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 offer that you can be paid if you are able to do like connor cross over into boxing make a fight with mayweather the mm. biggest star in boxing where you walk away with what 100 million something you would have had to fight your whole entire life and maybe not even touched in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He did that himself. So, so that's why he's then able to come back to the UFC and he's able to negotiate um, pay-per-view money. It, it reminds me actually of something, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. with, 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 with um, the MCU. He was the ah, first yes. of the MCU, right? Before mm-hmm. it blew up. And then in later movies, he was negotiating that, Peace. okay, you can, you, you can pay me a base salary, which is not, upper echelons of what the best actors are paid but let us look at the gross give me a portion of the gross and he can negotiate that because at that point he has become the face of the mcu he knows that he's carrying that franchise somewhat they can't just replace him with someone else and it's business as usual mm. connor knows this as well that if connor mcgregor is in is is in the lineup everyone wants to watch even the guy who doesn't want to wake up the like famous, they're setting the alarm the famous to watch comment, Conor the famous comment by Conor is call the wife and tell her to bring out the red panty because you're fighting on a Conor McGregor po- card you're and getting let me paid. ask you this question Chuck yeah have you ever heard any kind of quotable like that or when he says um, I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody <laughs> have you heard something on, 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 on that level for example from A. Francis if you go and you say I want Conor money what is your justification for saying that yeah I mean Here's the thing, Jay, and that's why that's why Dana was holding on so desperately to Conor McGregor, holding on desperately to Khabib because they're the big stars of the game and they want to see see them compete. Because without them, then then you don't have the names that are just as big. So in the end, Jay, it's hard to justify what you get for 
fight my, for 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 your health because you know the stakes. You know the stakes. You know how much is available. But on the flip side, unlike boxing, because boxing can fight fifty fights and never touch a million. With the UFC, at least if you're good enough, there is some sort of ladder yeah, that you can yeah. pick up, uh, even if you're not one of the bigger names. But it's a hard thing. To, it's a hard line to put to toe in terms of what is the right price for your health. All right. So switching codes, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Last week, Monday, FIFA had the annual awards where they gave Lewandowski the best player, and they also announced the eleven, which consisted of Donnarumma, Diaz, Bonucci, Alaba, Kante, Jorginho, um, KDB. Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, and Haaland, right? Yep. First question is, was there a wrong that was righted by giving Lewandowski that trophy, as well as your thoughts on the 11? I think, yeah, there was a wrong that was righted. Of course righted. you're going to say and, that. And I believe because FIFA is now an independent body from the Ballon d'Or, they are... They are being the ones to give to do justice to Lewandowski because everyone's saying you should have got it, you should have got it, and then when so there's the a time to voted in this, the players, national captains, yes, oh national captains, oh, oh okay, cool. I th- but I'm just saying the platform in which they did it, I think, is also benefiting for for FIFA. So I think, um, wait, but with the Ballon d'Or, isn't it journalists and captains also voting? It's journalists, it's captains, and it's coaches. So it's a similar group of people play uh, voting. Well, the only the only group of people maintained is the captains of the national teams uh, okay cool so but then i think then that this wrong was righted um with the best award because i mean the man has been deserving from 2020 he needs to get something in recognition of his efforts and he finally got it um in regards to team of the year there's a lot of emotions i have looking at this graphic number one donnarumma out i put in umendi uh, for me he was clearly the best keeper i mean the, the, Mendy was what Van Dijk was for for Chelsea, what what Allison was for 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 Liverpool. So, for me, that's what he did for Chelsea. Um, and then at the back, um, Diaz, I'm happy with Bonucci. I'm, I'm I'm happy with Araba. I think he misses out for me. In place, I put in Uhakimi. In the midfield, I have serious problems. I'm reading three names, which are Kante, Jorginho, De Bruyne. In terms of like original quality and the ability, De Bruyne lost it. He's like if 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 it's in the last five years, best midfielders, Golo probably goes in easily, De Bruyne easily, Jorginho doesn't even make it for me in the last five years, which is why he's the first name out, and to which I'll replace Novarati. And then, Golo Kante had, as we said, as we had outlined, which is the last couple of games in the Champions League. He was Phenomenal, yeah, but like in the semis and the in the final of the UCL. But the entire league campaign is not much to show. De Bruyne was injured for like half of the season for ECT virtually, where Abo, Abo, Bernardo Silva and Gundogan stepped in and filled in those those boots. He only came in towards the latter end. And then Belgium didn't really fare all that great in the Euros for me to say that this guy was amazing. I mean, he, he had a few performances where when he was introduced, you're like, okay, Belgium are ticking and they're a different team. But then that also was what well, well, cost him like he, his health going into the new season because of course deal. So my replacements in midfield chair, I would like to put in U Verratti. I would also put in U, surprise, surprise, I'd have Bruno Fernandes because I do believe Guti. If he had like uh, a, a thing, a trophy to his name, it would be it would, it would make more sense. But because United as a team also don't look great, I think that that's to his detriment. And I think another person suffering from the fact that his team's of a lower profile is Declan Rice. I believe if Declan Rice was playing for a big 
four side or big five side, he's definitely there. But because he's playing for West Ham, I believe Guti, they are in the Euros or are in, in European competition because of Declan Rice. I do believe that England went as far as they did in the Euros because of Declan Rice. So for me, top three that are in that FIFA team of the year, for me, I'm replacing uh, Ukante, Chojino and De Bruyne, Overati, Declan Rice and Bruno Fernandes. And the front line, nah, can't complain. Do you think you're slick? I just want to call you out on camera. You think you're so slick, Chuck? Because <laughs> your your inclusion of of Bruno is that personally, right? His performances and his numbers warranted him being considered one of the best in midfield. One of the three, if you're going to have a midfield three, one of the three best to be included in in in, in the best eleven of the year. And it is not his fault that United look the way that they do, or that. Portugal look the way that they do. You are you are reacting the way that you are because you know where I'm going with this. Because your whole argument against Leo Messi being the best player of the of the last calendar year is the fact that, and you keep saying, "What did he do? What did his numbers do?" And I no, and, but, and I keep saying to you that you cannot punish him for the team that he was on. As much as I would not punish Bruno for being part of this misfit that is Manchester United that he he was part of last Easy season and he was doing misfit. he was doing <laughs> he was doing bits <laughs> even though he you can argue that he was hampered by his team no, but, here's the but suddenly no, 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 because no. it's a red ah, devil ah, ah, ah. now he, he warrants inclusion in the best 11 here's the difference I was arguing the case of Lewandowski against Messi and that's the criteria I used because one team was struggling one team was clearly dominant in their league La against third. no no la against the three guys who are here like we we you and I obviously agree that Georgina did jack like we can't even point out a game where Georgina was amazing I don't have in, in the history of me watching Georgina in the Chelsea shoot I don't have a game where I was like but on this day I I can't even point it out so never mind last year Kante we we outlined this for a few games De Bruyne it didn't have like a complete season so in, in in comparison with these three names in the team I can make that case you can make that case because that is the case that you want. To make no, but because you the want individual output in their respective Chuck, teams does what, not what, measure what, what, to what Bruno is doing for United is 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 not exactly because I believe Leo is doing it at a higher level, but for what I, I I want to bring across was exactly what Leo was doing for Barcelona. Bruno largely was carrying Manchester United, even like penalties aside, just performances at like the the rate of performances and the level of his performances were week in week out he was consistent for manchester united which is not something that you saw from his other teammates if his teammates were playing not even at that level last season if his teammates were playing 80 percent to what bruno was was putting out united would have been much closer to manchester city for the title same thing same argument i make at barcelona if just one of those guys if just one of those guys was anywhere near what Messi was was putting across performance-wise, even if I would say, even if it was putting out 60-70% of their actual best, Barcelona may have won La Liga because I keep saying they were within two weekends of winning La Liga. And I will not punish Leo Messi as much as I will not punish Bruno Fernandes because of the team they happened to find themselves on last season and in the calendar year. So... With Lewandowski, was there a wrong that was righted? There's no wrong that was righted. Did Lewandowski deserve this? Yes. Because those two things are both true at the same time for me. I make the argument that when when, when we, it was a toss-up, for me, it was can a I, coin Can toss. I come in just, just, just in there and say to you, fine, he was deserving of FIFA the best award, right? Who? Lewandowski. Lewandowski, yeah. Yes, he was. 
would you say outside of Messi, would you say uh, if if we take Messi out of the equation, he is deserving of the Ballon d'Or? That the only person that you can see ahead of Lewandowski is, is Messi. That is what right? I keep saying, right? And I agree with you. But do you tell me? Can you tell me these three names? There aren't any better candidates. No, that is not the argument I was that, making. I was calling you out for being slick no, no, because of the argument that you are making. The argument that you are making is that well that you've made before is. We, I am not going to award this guy anything because his team did nothing. I don't care about his performances. I don't care about his numbers. His team did nothing. His performances and numbers did not lead to his team winning a trophy. And that's why you were excluding Leo Messi being the one who showed, ought to be the recipient of the ultimate prize over Lewandowski. Whereas Lewandowski had the numbers, mm-hmm. had the performances, and also had the trophies. Whereas with Bruno, you are moving past the fact that you've got Champions League winners, moving past the fact that you've got you've, you've, you've got a guy who won the league, who won um, the EFL Cup, was in the semifinals of the FA Cup, was in the final of, 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 of the UCL, and his team lost with him having been substituted in that final. Here's the difference. You are overlooking Here's all those difference. things no, no, I'm not. for just performance. No, no, my man. You were and saying, I'm like, come no, over to the no, side. No, no, yes, no, no, my man, award my performance. Here's what you're saying. Messi was at the apex of the Barcelona performance. Whether they got, got a trophy or not, Messi was the best player there. Easy. Lewandowski was the best player at, at Bayern Munich, regardless of whether they ran through uh, Bundesliga every other year. Easy. N'Golo Kante was a passenger on the Chelsea team. Georgina was a passenger on the Chelsea team. De Bruyne was a, was a passenger on the, on the City team. Is what I'm saying. That if they were the best players on that team and won nothing, I can say, Guti, so I'm making the same call. So why are they not replacing one of those guys with Mason Mount? Because Mason Mount had performances. He was the best player at Chelsea. And he was still part of those teams that that, that won, part of the team that won the Champions League. But instead, you go straight to Bruno. Because in your mind, correct me if I'm wrong, in your mind, in the Premier League, that was the best player last season. Yeah, that's, yeah I'd say Bruno was one of the best players. Regardless of the so fact Mason that he Mount didn't win me, anything Mason, with Manchester United. That's how Deco Marisa won his player of the year as well. And I, and I stand by that. When he was at Paris, but Mamel, here's what I'm saying, Jay. Slick. Mamel, listen, Slick. listen to what I'm saying as well, Dan. I do believe Guti, from my list, Mason Mount just just gets barely aged out by Bruno, but he's definitely in with a shout. Over, over Mamel, Mason Mount gets aged by my selections, but he's better than what's on on on, on the team. He I would barely pr- gets aged out by Bruno. Like Mason Mount but has performances. But, no, no, but Mason Mount is better than Golo. He's better than Georgino. He's better than De Bruyne. I can give just him that. Like Bruno. Not, not, no, no, there's only three spots. And okay, are you making the case for Bruno alone, or or are we? Or is, is taking, Bruno alone because Declan Rice and I is Bru- not. Bruno is in your is, is in your team. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have taken Declan Rice as well. Actually, thank you for thank you for putting that on the table because that's exactly the argument you are making as well. Because what you are looking at with Rice is. What was Rice doing relative to his team? Without him, where would they have ended up? Because West Ham were never going to win anything. They were never going to win the league. The chance of its coming home would have ended at the group stages without Declan Rice. And they did not win that Euros either. I'm saying they were as good as they were because of Declan Rice. What I'm saying is you are not looking at the fact that you did not get us over the line. You are saying if if, if Declan Rice, the argument you are making is if Messi was that good, he would have gotten Barcelona over, over the line. But Declan Rice, that's okay. He doesn't get need to get England over the line. And what he was doing with 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 West Ham because West Ham are a smaller team, mm-hmm. that's okay because he he helped them qualify for 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 Europa and he line. helped them um achieve their highest finish in 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 the Premier League. Oh, that is getting over the line. That's what their target that, is because what can West Ham? What, no, 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 Chuck. It's what not, can it's West Ham not, realistically target and say we're going to win the league? What, what, what what lines are at West The Ham? question I'll throw back it's at Europe. you is you were just judging Barcelona on they are a big name. That Barcelona team, what could have they really have said we are going into the season and we are going to win the, the Champions League? This is why Messi was not making those proclamations at Camp Nou that this season, the Champions <laughs> League is coming, so is coming back. Because he was wrong so many times. But Mamela do you... What, 
Were we surprised as a nation that oh, Barcelona is still in the race? No, we weren't because they were good enough. There's only three teams in that race. I was because well, if you were teams. watching those teams, the performances, it's, it's the performances, Barca, it's Real Madrid, Atletico. If they are third in that race, that's not a surprise. It's not just if they are third, Chuck, because you can finish third and you you, you are twenty points off of the top. That has happened before, where even the second team, we saw Manchester United, were what nineteen, 19 with points Mourinho, yeah. with Mourinho away from Man- Manchester City. And they were second, yeah, they are, they are the next best thing after City, but the gap was wide, right? But if that team gets within five points, that's a different argument altogether. Same thing with that, that Barcelona team. Don't think about Barcelona as they, they were. What they, in, in, in the past, no, 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 what no. they were can last, I, last, last can season I is exactly this? what you're seeing this season, but without Leo Messi. No, but yeah, this is not a case for Messi here. This, we're talking about the best. We're talking about the old 11. This is a case. Why are you making a case is, for no, Messi? This is a case of... Because Lewandowski no, 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 got the wrong right. No, no, no. This, this is a case of you are duplicitous. You speak out of both sides of your mouth if it fits your narrative. <laughs> and now, because it fits your narrative, it's like, oh yeah, okay, no, we can include this, these guys even though they won nothing. All right, let, let, me, let me then allow you to then uh, scrutinize this team. team. Tell yes. me if you keep those three players. And if you don't put Mason Mountain there and what you make of uh, Messi's inclusion. Okay, so the eleven to begin with, I'm going with I'm going with Oblak over Donnarumma because Donnarumma as well for me he he has the advantage of what happened at the Euros, and Oblak, even though I believe this was the wrong decision because Messi was playing in the same league, he was the player of the season at La Liga, because and I know they why they and, and, yeah. and I know why they made the decision because they won something and he was their best player, you know, so. As a keeper, when I'm comparing him to other keepers, mainly for me as well, he did not do it long enough. Um, he was good when he entered um, the Chelsea setup and obviously better than, 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 than Kepa. But it was just that final stretch of the season. Had he done it the, the, the whole season, then it's a different um, conversation. So I'd have Oblak to begin with. And then at the back, I mean, I don't have anyone really who stands out for me who I'd replace any of these guys with. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with these guys. In the middle, yes, I would make changes. Okay. Um, I would drop Kante. Same argument that he was great for, but for three games. I'd also drop Jorginho because as much as he is a contributor for Chelsea, um, I, 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 I don't think he warrants the kind of praise and the kind of accolades which had him end up being the third best player as voted for by Ballon d'Or voters. And I don't think he should be in this team. So I would replace him with um, Joshua Kimmich mm-hmm. because I, I I thought Kimmich was, again, exceptional in the Bayern Munich midfield, having switched from right back. And he is a linchpin now in the middle of the park. And he drives the team. Even in the game where they were knocked out by PSG, they were missing Lewandowski in that game. But... Joshua Kimmich was pulling strings. He was doing as much as anyone could have done from the position that he was playing. And I just thought he was brilliant. And I generally think he's a better player than than Jorginho. And then the other person I'd include in the midfield would be Verratti. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are if we are if we are he, he was he's not always available. That's that that's yep. the thing with Verratti. But when he is, he's the closest thing to Xavi, you know. And when I saw his exploits at the Euros. He was he was definitely better than his teammate. Mm. Like it was day and night, in my opinion. Jorginho was part of of the midfield that eventually did win the Euros. But I even I, when they got dominated in Spain, he was the one trying was, to do he something. He was the guy who was who was shining. And then in the final against against England, the guys that you put up, Kevin Phillips and Declan Rice, they had no answers for for what Verratti was doing. So I'd have Verratti in 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 the midfield. And then up front, what does your final midfield look like? 
It's Verratti. Verratti is Kimmich, and I'd, I'd keep the Bruyne. I keep the Bruyne. I would, think he's I, I would keep the Bruyne. That that is a toss up between him and, because, I mean, and and Bruno. But if you think about but it, I Jake, think I'd still go with. He um, gave us just as much as game time as Mendy did, who misses out in terms of he didn't play long enough in the season because he was injured for a long time for a long spell. Yeah, he was, um, and it, that one is the most controversial. I would say on my on my end, in, inclusion. Um, I wouldn't be mad if he was replaced by Bruno. If I'm going off performances as well, mm-hmm. and then up front, like. So there's place for Bruno. <laughs> there is there's a place for Bruno because I am with I, 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 I yes thought. with my oh, school okay. of thought that fits right into my narrative, and then up top, Chuck. Yeah. What the heck is going on there? They Where what the hell stars. kind of formation is a three three four? Exactly. Like you are trying to get Messi and Lewandowski and Haaland and Ronaldo in there. First of all, Cristiano Ronaldo had a brilliant season for Juventus, but. I would make the argument that he wasn't played by Lukaku. So if he was not, in my opinion, the best player in the league that he was participating in to begin with, he's got no business being in the 11 of the team of the year. Same thing then with 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 Haaland. Haaland had a great season. Once again, he's he's his time in the sun is now and is to come. Mm. But he also is competing in a league against Lewandowski, who is who was crowned as the best player in the world, and they play the same position if that is the case then as much as you want you can say yes this guy was was good had a brilliant season and i would say to fifa and whoever compiles these 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 kind of lists that if you want to include all these guys if you want to uh, like give a nod to all this talent have a second team this is what happens in the nba they've got an nba um all 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 nba first team and an all nba second team Mm. you know including them that way but Haaland and Lewandowski, one cancels the other out, in my opinion, that's Lewandowski. And since he's the best player in the world, have him there. Have a front three. You can have a front three of, of Messi, of um, Lewandowski, and I would say Lukaku or Salah. I was about to say, what do you do with the mission We don't even have Salah wingbacks in this team. Of Benzema. I mean, this team could get oh, yeah, beat no, by Benzema. Benzema. Thank you for reminding me. Like, I'd have a front three of Messi, Lewandowski and Benzema. I mean, for me, that's a no-brainer with, with Benzema. He should be in there. I mean... Without, I mean, we were saying that the, the, the Madrid midfield is not what it used to be, but he managed to do what he did and yeah. in terms of getting the team as far as they did. And also look what they look like now. Yeah, in terms of the... the, the and now the, you give him a partner. If you look at it, uh, the calendar year, what what happened at the, t- at the beginning of this season as well, you need to consider that. I mean, just like how Mo Salah set the scene in the light. So I don't know why Mo Salah never gets love in these things, eh? <sighs> we know why. Let's vote the same for, reason let's vote that Pizzo Masimani wasn't nominated for one of those... Coach of the Year slots, even though the previous season we had Bielsa because he brought Leeds back after 16 years. Uh, yeah, man. So the takeaway is that let's vote for Africa. <laughs> because African, African captains should vote for African stars. As, 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 as Maybe as we'll we get do. somewhere. But, and not just based on that, Jack, they're good enough. True. They, they, they play on an, equal, on an equal footing and they do produce. We go on to the EPL. Um, Jay, so money's gone, Salah's gone, but seemingly... Um, Surprise, surprise, Liverpool are coping quite well because they're averaging in the EPL at least about three goals per game. They scored three against Crystal Palace, three against Watford, if I'm not mistaken. And so, Jay, what do you make of that? Do Are they good enough to continue? The, say, for instance, I know some, some, some players are coming home and some you know, are staying in, in Afcon. If they didn't have money coming, coming back, say, for the duration of the whole, whole tournament, Salah coming back for, for the duration of the whole tournament, do Liverpool keep up with City? 
Is this evidence when you look at the general gameplay that they can actually get the points? It's been surprising um, because I at least had predicted that one of the things that's going to knock Liverpool out of the title race is the fact that they're going to lose um, the two African stars to the AFCON for a period, even just three games. Um, that felt like it was too long of a period when you consider that City were on a winning streak that dated back to October. Mm-hmm. And to 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 the complement of the team and of the coach, they are proving to be a top class team. That's that's exactly what they are. But part of part of part of that argument was what we saw last season when they did lose Trent for a period to injury, and then they they had that spate of injuries mm. uncommon in the EPL era, and they sne- they snuck into fourth spot. But then towards the end of the season, they were if you look at the form table, I think in the in the last six or eight games. They were the number one team um, on on that mini log, so there was evidence there that they can fight against um, adversity mm. and still somewhat, if not entirely, maintain their, their their credibility as a as a title challenger, which is what they're doing now. I mean, they did get a call from someone like um, Oxley Chamberlain over the weekend, mm. but then his overall performance was not that great, and they are doing more than enough mm. to get the results. And wait out the period until the 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 main guys up front come back. So, am I surprised? Yes, I am slightly surprised. Um, but then, having having seen how they play and thinking about the fact that Klopp is the kind of manager who you're going to play for, like regardless of what is happening. I even saw a video of him giving giving beers from the team bus to fans, and it's like <laughs> this this guy is is interwoven into him, into yeah. the fabric of everything that is Liverpool, you know, and and he's he's. His players love him, and they play for him. And okay, we don't have Salah, and I and I I know for a fact that the Liverpool players heard that, mm. and that may have served as some motivation. That okay, you 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 think we are a one man um, band? Let's show you. And Trent has continued being just this oh, generational talent, and you still have um your linchpins um mm. in at, at the back. Maybe not so much in midfield. Oh yeah, in midfield as well because Fabinho is still there. Yeah. And changed. yeah, they've, they've 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 kept up as 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 what you can expect them to do. I think what's good about them uh, keeping up with, with with City in terms of the wins, or rather, they actually made ground on City. Uh, mind you, the last game that they played is not Watford, not last but second last is not Watford, but Brentford, uh, where they won three 0 What I like is the fact that it was always the, the argument of who's going to play with Salah and Mane. Is it uh, going to be uh, Bobby or is it going to be Uchota? And they played together in this game and mm. they found some sort of chemistry. They, they, did, they did it well enough to get the points. And I mean, people deb- deputizing like Abu Ox who don't really get game time in terms of um, playing a full match or rather the large pa- parts of it. They play well. I mean, Minamina had, a, had a not that great a game against Brentford, but people get knocked and they can come back. Um, and that's what I like about Liverpool, that they they are, I think, one of the best teams, them and City, where with other teams, once you take this piece out, filling in that, that void is quite hard because it changes the style of play. Well, with Liverpool, largely still the same because Trent and Robertson, who came back, I think that's another, another, another plus for them because it was Simicas who was deputising while he was injured. So you've got Robertson, you've got Trent, who are still running the show on the wings. You've still got largely an unchanged midfield. It was just a question of, can they still score goals? And with an average of three goals per game, I think that on, that question is answered very well in terms of, we can still get the goals. George's contribution Ox is contributing, Firmino is there. So I do believe that they are good enough, but I still do worry um, with the level of performance because Liverpool was so good an attacking threat that you, 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 you were wary when you were attacking them. 
But in the second half, Crystal Palace had a go at them. They tried everything, threw everything in the kitchen sink, but did not get a goal. And I think, Guti, if you're not wary of if we get this wrong and Salah's on the counter, it's, it's, you play differently. So I do think that they've managed well so far. But I think there's still a risk that they might lose points without those those stars. Yeah, there was there was there was there was a shaky moment that Van Dijk had um, in the game against Palace, where, um, I, where in my opinion, he showed Ulisse far too much of the goal. He yep. he showed him to his right foot, which is his weaker foot. Okay, yes, that is what you would advise your your defender in that situation to do. But then you get close where you are trying to block or you're trying to make the tackle last ditch as it may be. But you don't show him a full view of the goalkeeper and the goal. And also then with the defense overall, we've seen them have days like that where mm. that high line is 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 what is what they do. That's part of the rock and roll football. They are gonna pre- they're gonna they're gonna play that high line and they're gonna put pressure on you in your own half and try to win the ball before hopefully you can you can break that last line because if you can get through the press, get through midfield and you are faced up with the defensive line, then a ball over or, or through what seemingly is like Red Sea level gaps between like the the, the, the defensive um the defensive players. Then you've got a chance, and you are you are in on goal, and I think that is something that Liverpool want to live with. Um, where on the on their worst day they're gonna get seven, uh, and on their best day they're gonna put seven past you without conceding. Yeah, um, which is what happened against Palace last season, but it's it it, it it's working well enough for, for 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 them to be able to do what they do, and ultimately what Liverpool want to do is they they want to put the goals. Um, in the back of the net, everyone wants to do this. But what I mean by that is they are predicated on scoring a high number of goals. And what you see at the moment is the fact that the the system works. I think that is that is one of the takeaways that the system does work. The play Obviously, it is dependent on the place for it to be its best uh, version. This is true of every um, system out there. But... Even if you do take away some of those um, pieces, it still works well enough for them to get the results. I mean, with Bobby, for example, being in in this team, Bobby was the guy around who um, Klopp built the team originally. Mm. And he's been in and out of the team with with Jota coming um, over from uh, from Wolves to, to Liverpool. But now he was there. Um, that is that, that is Firmino, and you can somewhat go back to the things that you're doing before because there's still not an onus on the midfield to score all all those goals. So nothing has changed in that regard. Yeah. The guys up front, they know and they are told you need to take up the slack, and they're doing that mm. to their credit. And finally, for me with Liverpool, the signing of Jota is 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 massive. Um, you say that they are one of the teams that they have a team. I think. It's a more concentrated um, group of guys than what City have, um, sure. where City are, are two, three deep in mm. almost every position. Well, Liverpool don't have that, but what they do have is that outside of, if, if, if their main guys are up front, beyond what we saw um, the firm of, 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 of uh, Mane, Firmino and, 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 and Salah, is that when, when Jota comes into that fold, he's a guy who can hit the ground running and he's phenomenal. He's been phenomenal for for Liverpool, even though even though that penalty decision that he got that was never that was never a penalty because he loses the ball and he runs into the keeper. Look, it was a coming together, if anything. But I mean, we all know once the fourth official says 
referee, come have a look. They are bound to change their mind. They're going to return it. And, 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 and I don't know what the conversation is. is. Is it come and have a look because you've missed out on something? Or is come to have a, a, a look at the screen and tell me if you still maintain your decision? Because it's almost at this point 100%. Well, can't be 100%, but maybe 95 that everyone who goes to the screen changes their mind quick because it feels like they, they've made a mistake. But with that one... Yeah, the keeper does come out, but at some point he, he stops because the ball is no longer with Uchota for him to make the challenge. And then Uchota uh, continues to run into the keeper. So that was a bit dicey. And at that point, the game was in the balance. Sid, uh, Crystal Palace was still giving as good They'll as they get. On. Yeah, they, they come on so that, that, well. that did change things. And I mean, how they play in the second half, which is Crystal Palace, they, they adapted quite well in terms of uh, formation change and how they kept, kept going at Liverpool. So, um, Jay, another team that I want to look at is e Manchester City. They, they drop points against Southampton. I mean, drop two points. They still have a good and healthy lead. But in terms of a good team, how good, and I know this is like a, a, a very, very random thought right now, but how good is Sterling playing right now? Sterling is reaching those heights, but without, I guess, the reward, because usually if he's doing this, he's got his uh, his name cemented in the starting lineup. But he was giving the, the Southampton defense a torrid time, like how he was doing that to Alonso. And I think he's finally hit his peak. And talking about a team, when I, when I, when I mentioned Sterling, I feel his attitude is good now because... Bobby comes into the team without playing excellent attitude. Ox comes without playing ex- excellent attitude. I think he's finally gotten over his sulk or, or, or Sterling and he's playing again. But they drop points. So what do you make of City dropping points despite them throwing everything that they could at Southampton because they held on quite well? I don't make anything of it in terms of it being a biggie. Um, it's, mm. it's, it's, in the grander scheme of things, they're still favourites. Um, I still think they're going to win the title. Liverpool have drawn closer with the result but they still need to win games and they would still need to go to the emirates to win the not the emirates um (laughs) to the etihad to win that game uh but with city they've got all their main rivals coming to them and they still have a fairly in my opinion a fairly easy run in when you compare to what liverpool who I, i i deem to be the main if not only challenger left um at this point so it it's a result, Chuck. It's one of the th- it's one of those things that um, that happen um, yeah. every every so often in in, in the EPL, and I mean they 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 Southampton took the lead, but then City did come back. And Pep afterwards was speaking, saying that for him, but this is this is Pep. He he has he has a, a history of hyperbole because he said this is by far the best performance he's seen from his team, and it was just like because yeah. he says the result is not there. Mm. Sure, given, and I can respect that. That he, when he's speaking from the performance aspect, and he loved the fact that they were suffering, but they did not, they did not give up, um, or they did not just chalk this one off to, well, yeah, this is not going to go for us. They continued fighting, and when you are as good as what City are, and more often than not, you're putting across displays that are, that are artistic and that are just blowing other teams away. It's very hard to look at your team and, and wonder to yourself, what do we need to improve? Also, it's very hard to know what are we going to look like in a moment where we are put into a, 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 a rough situation. And what I think Pep is looking at, he's looking at the latter stages of like the UCL. When you are, when it comes down to a game against a Bayern Munich or a game against whoever might be in front of you, when you get to the semifinals or the final of a Champions League match, and they might be on top in those moments, wh- how are my team gonna react? Because he's not gonna know that by watching them against um, Leeds United and score seven past them. Mm. But in a game like this where they fall behind and there is the crowd and the atmosphere 
And the question is, do you have more than just your footballing talents? He was satisfied with that. And I think at the end of the day, as I'm saying, it's a draw. They were never going to win the rest of the matches to end the season. And it's just one of those things that happened. I think I could agree with you because you would need a lot of things to go wrong for City for Liverpool to catch up, which I don't think would happen. Um, but I mean, I like the fact that Southampton gave him a lot to think about between Oprahan or Adams in terms of uh, potential for a counter and them running down the wing. Yeah. They kept those guys busy. Like you didn't see Cancelo in the game. I mean, you saw Walker. Walker was advanced for like large parts of the game, particularly in the first half. But in terms of pinning the, the players back, uh, Southampton were a handful um, with the players that they have. So I don't know what to make of their actual form because sometimes they're good, but I mean, their league position suggests that they haven't had a good campaign. But it's on the upturn right now and they're giving teams a tough time. It's, 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 it's a tough task to beat Southampton. It's cyclical in the EPL because you're seeing this with Villa now. Um, because when you look at the round that Villa are on, you would think to yourself, oh, they are maybe even pushing top seven, top six, and you find that they just entered. The, the top half because they had a difficult start to the season mm. and this happens with with with, with almost all these teams in the EPL that f- given in, in a given period they're not as good and then in another one they're they're better than that this is what keeps it exciting um a team I want to ask you about is mm. is Spurs right they lost against Chelsea um that is not a surprise because in our lifetime, we've never seen one team dominate another one as as much as Chelsea <laughs> have done to Spurs over such a long period of time. Mm. But coming into this game, they 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 were on a good run. Um, yeah. I believe unbeaten under Conte um, in, in in the EPL at least. Um, different story altogether in Europe. But were they were they exposed against Chelsea? Um, has 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 Conte had the kind of effect that? we would have expected him to have is it are they are they further along than what they were when he found them or is it still more of the same i think speaking of cycles one finally gets beaten in this calendar year and one team finally gets a win and turning two different corners whenever chelsea are in a bad spot they should just be lined up against spurs <laughs> this season alone <laughs> four games eight gay eight goals and none conceded won all four games against spurs talk I mean, about a bogey team I, be, I mean i mean now's the time to be playing spurs when yeah. this trying to figure That's out what they are. That's bread and butter for Chelsea. Um, look, I, I feel what you, he has improved certain aspects. Um, I'll tell you one, like Emerson Royale, when he came to Spurs, you and I were both asking ourselves, like, what has he added to the team? Like, why did he even join? But now, in terms of an attacking threat, he's he's an asset in the team. I like the fact that he's brought back with Harry Winks. I like that Lucas Moura has somewhat been rejuvenated. Berwan is inter- integrated back into the fold. So they are playing a little bit differently. But what I didn't like about Conte, especially where they are now, because you don't want to be playing in the Europa League, in the Conference League, and you want to push for top four. The way he had set up his team, and I understand that Chelsea are a strong team, and you're playing at Stamford Bridge, and you don't want too many problems, but they were too defensive for me. I feel that you only have Uluu, Upergwa, you only have Harry Kane and basically almost Wings as an outlet. The rest of them are there to do a job, which is try and contain Chelsea, which they didn't really do very well in, in the course of the game. Um, but what he has done, I think they're definitely better than what they were under Ununo. Um, they definitely are a different team. And I believe there's more to come from the Spurs side. Um, it's just not going to happen overnight. Um, and then with Chelsea, um, if I were to look at their performance as well, with people like Ziyech, it almost feels like it was overdue that you produce a moment of magic. Um, with people like Kovacic, who have been injured for a large part, parts of the season, that if they get a run, things will start coming right for them. Because <sighs> Chelsea Chelsea are their own worst enemy at, at certain um, times because they should be way closer than what they are to City in terms of the games that they've had and how they've lost the games and how they've dealt with certain chances. And th- like their barren run, that like this is only their first game. So, so, sorry, only, this is only their first win this, this season. Sorry, this year. 
this is only their first win this year. That is that is that is crazy for a team in the top three. It doesn't happen for teams in the top three because if you want to push for the title, you don't get those kind of stats. So for me, I believe they were exposed um, in terms of City. Sorry, as Chelsea are better than Spurs. Spurs need a lot more in terms of personnel. But in terms of what Conte has to work with, this is as good as it gets for now. He has definitely improved them. Um, and I think evidence of that would be seen in the game against Leicester. They had those two last-minute goals, which is something that doesn't happen. And originally, I hadn't watched that match, and I thought to myself, man, how lucky are Spurs? They did this against Watford, where I don't think they had a very good performance, but pulled it out in the 96th minute. And then now against Leicester. And then when I went back to watch that match, you found that Spurs were deserving of that win because they were on top like the entire time. Mm. Against Chelsea, yes, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not in support of the tactics that he, that he, that he put, put out against them at Stamford Bridge. But as well, some on some occasions on the counter, they did look somewhat dangerous. Um, never thought they were gonna take the game, but they far they are better than what they were um, um, under Nuno. And on the side of Chelsea, we saw Ajax Ziyech show up um in in this game and it was, that was exciting to see because the one they paid for yeah had the wonder goal and he would and not just the wonder goal he had quite the performance on 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 the right and then even at some point went to to the left and was shooting from that side as well and yes this is the guy that they 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 paid that money for so if he continues to look like this it bodes well for for Chelsea especially without those wing backs then you are still getting the contribution from the wide areas that would be that would be something that Chelsea fans should be looking forward to. Lastly, um, finally, under Ragnick, we saw a decent Man United performance. Do you think a corner has been turned? No, that was offside. <laughs> that's, all you, that's, all, that's all I have the on that. The not just the result, the performance what I'm talking about. Do you yes, think they've become um, I saw, I saw, I saw United harass um, West Ham all day long in the midfield areas and if that continues that that the pressing is getting better and if it gets to the levels which were promised in the Rangnick then you are looking at a dangerous team but I cannot I deny that is certainly offside alright guys thank you for joining us on this episode of Tour Front you can find us on the social media platforms I am at JNS Komzulu Chuck is at Chuck 2 Up and you can find the show on at Tour Front Pod both on Twitter and on Instagram all right, guys, hit us up on those platforms. Let us know what do you think is the price of your health. If you're in combat, in combat sport, what do you think is a fair price to be given to a fighter? And then uh, as well, what do you think, what do you make rather of Lewandowski finally getting the best award? Does it make up for the Ballon d'Or that he didn't get? And what do you look, what do you make of the selection that is the team of the year? Would you change anything in that team? And then lastly, in the Premier League wrap, do you think that Liverpool can continue well without these AFCON stars? Uh, what do you make of Antonio's con- Antonio Conte's impact uh, on Tottenham Hotspur? And lastly, to please me, do you think Man United have turned a corner? This is Chuck, and I'm out.